Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bravo Tea with Jared B. I have a jam-packed episode for you today, kind of. I'm going to catch you up on all the Bravo news from the holiday weekend right up until I press record for this podcast episode. I have some Bravo news like the separation between Kyle Richards and Mauricio Imanski from the Royal Housewives of Beverly Hills. We also have Nene Leakes that was caught by TMZ saying whether she would or would not return to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. We also have Summer House Season 8. Filming has commenced over the holiday weekend, and it doesn't look like everyone from last season is a full-time cast member this season. There's also some rumors, and I, when I say some rumors, I mean like over the last 30 minutes, there's some rumors about the casting for the upcoming season of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. And of course, I cannot finish this episode without recapping and discussing Wednesday night's episode of the Real Housewives of Orange County. I'm really excited to be back from vacation, so let's get into it. I don't know, it feels like I forgot how to do a podcast. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be back with you guys. I think it's been, what, a week since I recorded a podcast episode? I hope everyone had a wonderful 4th of July weekend. I know I certainly had a fantastic 4th of July weekend. Um, I have not been to work since last Friday, and I'm feeling... um, I'm feeling tired and drained because I did, like, a five-mile hike that, I mean, I was ready to be airlifted out of the woods at some point on that hike. But uh, luckily, I was with a great group of people who were patient with me and realized there were some points that I had to catch my breath. Uh, But let me rewind. So last Friday... After work, came home, packed my bag, um, went to the liquor store, picked up some stuff, and drove two and a half hours to Cashers, North Carolina, where my friend Rico, my friend Rico from high school, his family has a cabin. It was me, it was Rico, it was his girlfriend Jillian, and it was Rico's friend Nick and his boyfriend Patrick, whom I have met for the first time. And we had a fantastic couple of days. I mean, we cooked, we danced into the morning, we uh, we hiked, we were in the river, we went trekking through the river. It, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I played the DJ the whole time and, you know, I had people moving. I had people nodding their heads. You know, I even did a night where I did some uh, Americana, like folk music Listen, I was in my DJ bag. Call me DJ Bravo T. But let me get back to this hike. So this hike was so intense that I burned like 1,800 calories on this like three-hour hike. I thought I would have died. And like that was... I think that was what? The second to last day? Was that 4th of July we did the hike? I think we did do the hike 4th of July. And let me tell you something. My body still kind of hurts. I feel like I might need to get a leg amputated because my body is sore. My legs are sore. My glutes are sore. My hammies are sore. Like, Lord help me. (laughs) Lord help me. Um, And then we came back to the house. We all pitched in together and bought a bunch of food so we can grill out uh, for 4th of July. And we did that. And honestly, I only made it to like 1030 at night. Then I had to go to bed. And when I say I went to bed, that was not a nap. I wanted to take a nap to wake back up and, you know, have fun with everyone else because people were playing games and listening to music. But I was beat. I was spent. I was exhausted. So I went to bed at 1030 and I don't think I woke up until 7, 730 in the morning. And that sucks. I was a little disappointed because I wanted to stay up. It was the final night. 
And so now I'm back home. Past two days, I've been chilling, relaxing, reacclimating back to regular life. Um, I did some laundry. I am enjoying Wimbledon. So I have today I was in the bed all day watching tennis. No complaints about that. Kind of cleansing my body. Um, so enough about my 4th of July weekend. Let's get into some Bravo news. So the first bit of Bravo news I have for you today is the separation of marriage between Kyle Richards and Mauricio Amansky after 27 years of marriage. A source close to the pair tells People Magazine or People.com that Kyle and Mauricio have been separated for a while now, but are living under the same roof. They remain amicable as they figure out what's next for them and their family. Um, listen, if you have been on the internet, if you have been on Twitter, then you know that there have been rumblings over the past, like, maybe two to three weeks. I didn't want to say anything about this, but, you know, there were some tweets that I saw that, you know, Kyle was becoming very close friends with some lesbian country singer. Her name is Morgan, and she is tatted up, um, and, you know... Kyle is in pictures with them. They apparently have a matching heart tattoo on their wrist, allegedly. Uh, Kyle is popping up on Morgan's, uh, what was it, like some in, some Amazon shopping thing? Uh, Kyle has posted a lot about Morgan. But who Kyle has not posted a lot about in the past several months is her husband of 27 years, Mauricio. Now, this divorce news comes not long after Mauricio shut down rumors that his relationship was on the rocks after his wife was photographed without her wedding ring. We're not getting divorced, Umansky insisted on an early April episode of Teddy and Tamara's podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. I mean, it's so dumb, he said. That's one stupid story that came out there, and then the girls all, you know, decided to talk about it on The Housewives, and now it's a storyline. Um, no return date has been set for season 13 of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which just fin- which, excuse me, just finished wrapping up filming. Um, I find this very interesting. You know, rumors about Colin Mauricio's marriage have been going, have gone back to like maybe Brandy's first or second, Brandy Glenville, Brandy Glanville's first or second season. I remember when the cast went on a trip to Hawaii, and I think Brandy revealed that Lisa Vanderpump put a tabloid, maybe it was In Touch magazine, that had Mauricio and Kyle in it about rumors of their dissolving marriage. So these rumors about Kyle and Mauricio go back maybe a decade, but nothing ever came of it. Like, they always seem like a happy and loving couple. Kyle has always made it clear that she loves her some Mauricio. So, you know, I was shocked to hear that they are separated. Um, I will say we're not going to hear about this marriage problem between Kyle and Mauricio on season 13 of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And the reason why I say that is because uh, the only story that it seems like Kyle Richards is comfortable with sharing is one that involves... um, Kim and Kathy. Like, if you if you think back, you sit back, and you focus, what personal story has Kyle really shared on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills the past several seasons outside of her family drama with Kathy and or Kim? Think about it. So it's like, I understand Kyle Richards is an OG, and maybe some OGs that have been on the show's on these shows for a long time feel like, you know, they don't need to share their personal life. But at the end of the day, Kyle, you are on a reality show called The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I guarantee you, while they were filming, there were issues 
or maybe uh, a dissolution of the marriage between Kyle and Mauricio. And it was probably something that Kyle did not want to bring up. But I believe I heard rumors. I believe Kyle said it in an interview on the red carpet that some of the ladies are kind of bringing up rumors about her marriage to Mauricio. So maybe the streets were already talking back then. And I'm curious who was the housewife or housewives that brought up some rumors about Mauricio and Kyle's marriage. But we are going to have to wait and see about that on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which is rumored to be coming back, I believe, the beginning of November. So moving right along over the weekend, (laughs) not over the week, I mean, I say over the weekend, even though 4th of July was on a Tuesday. So to me, this is still 4th of July weekend. I know it's Thursday, but it's still 4th of July weekend. So published on July 5th, Also, according to People.com, Nene Leake says she reached out to support Kim Zosiak amid her messy divorce and said, it's not easy. Um, Nene, I believe, TMZ, I think, you know, TMZ is everywhere, especially when you are in Los Angeles. Um, TMZ caught up to Nene Leakes and basically asked Nene, has she reached out to Kim Zosiak? Has she heard from Kim Zosiak? And uh, Nene did say that she did reach out to Kim Zosiak and I believe spoke to her. Um, She said, I don't know how she's doing overall. I just reached out to her because she reached out to me during a time when I was going through something tough. Nene Leakes continued, I would have to think that she is taking it hard. It's a divorce. It is not easy. Now, let's remember Kim Zosiak and her soon-to-be ex-husband at retired NFL player Croy Bierman are going through a nasty and contentious divorce, even though over the weekend they were photographed with their family going to church. So hallelujah. <laughs> Praise be to Jesus. Jesus is taking the wheel because this divorce was getting very messy you know, leaked audio of 911 calls about Croy feeling like Kim is trying to have her their kids kidnapped. You know, it just wasn't going well. So I'm glad they went to church. Take me to church. Oh, Lord. But Nene Leak says, you know, she's been in contact with Kim. And she hopes that she's doing okay. And then the conversation kind of turns to... TMZ, that photographer, that paparazzi, whomever that person is, kind of brings up the heyday of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And they ask uh, Nene Leakes if she would ever return to the show. And Nene Leakes is like, "Mm, well, I would come back for the fans because the fans are the ones that love me. They're the ones that love to see me in that position. And I would do anything for that. Excuse me. Anything for them. I was like, anything for them. Um, Listen, listen, listen. Nene is not coming back to Bravo. I don't think we will see Nene leaks on anything that has to do with NBC Universal anytime soon. I think that includes E. I think that includes Peacock. That includes Bravo. Whatever channel or outlet that is owned by NBC Universal, we will not see Nene Leaks on it. Why? Because Nene Leaks sued Bravo. Nene Leaks sued the production company. Nene Leaks sued Andy Cohen for racial discrimination. Also, I believe Nene called um, called Andy Cohen a, a crackhead or something like that. I think a crackhead, a coked out something. So Nene Leakes has burned that bridge. She has bit the fan that, not the fan, the hand that has fed her. So I understand that people want the heyday of the Real Housewives of Atlanta to come back, but it's never going to happen. We're never going to see Nene back on the show. We're never going to see Phaedra back on the show as long as Candy is back on the show. And I know many people at this point would rather switch out 
well, they would rather have Phaedra on the show than Candy Burris. Uh, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if Bravo wants to get rid of Candy. Candy's kind of like the foundation of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I just think there needs to be a better cast of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. We are never going to get Nene Leakes back on the show. And I think Nene knows, even though she says she would come back for the fans, you have to get the approval of network executives, the production company, and Andy Cohen for Nene Leakes to make an appearance on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I just don't see that happening anytime soon. So moving right along. We have some news about Summer House. So Summer House, I believe it's season eight, just began filming this past holiday weekend, 4th of July weekend, and Kyle, Amanda, Danielle, Paige, Sierra, Gabby, and two male newbies were spotted filming. Apparently, Lindsay and Carl will make occasional appearances in the house, but the storyline will be focused on wedding prep. And allegedly, Lindsay and Carl will join them in the house next weekend. Also alleged, Sam, Maya, and Chris are friends of the show. This is being reported by one of my favorite pages on Instagram and Twitter to follow, Queens of Bravo. Shout out to to Queens of Bravo. I post a lot of their content on my Instagram page and retweet them a lot. Um... Listen, it's not surprising to me that Lindsay and Carl might have a uh, more toned down role, a lesser role on this upcoming season of Summer House, even though they are getting married. I believe they said they want to get married in November. So, yes, this season will center around wedding prep and probably the group in the house questioning whether they should get married. I don't know. What else can they talk about (laughs) on next season? I just hope they've moved on from last season and that drama. Um, does not surprise me that Maya is a friend of, because she really didn't bring anything to last season. Um, surprised to hear Sam and Chris are friends, because Sam plus Corey equals good television. So I don't know why Bravo's not making them two mainstays, especially if we will see Lindsay and Carl be phased out the show. I'm not saying that is actually what's going to happen, but... I could see it happening. Um, Chris, I think he deserves another chance, and he should be brought back as a full-time cast member. Maya, we could have booted her out the door. She doesn't need to be on the show. In my opinion, if you're not going to share your life and what's going on in real time, and you're going to try to hide and try to sneak into the closet and try to scold your man because he's out here in these streets sleeping with 11 different women... In the, what, the tri-state area? Sorry, Maya. Maybe that's why she was demoted. Teach her a lesson. So next, we are going to talk about, and this story, I believe, I know I said 30 minutes ago, but I'm bad at telling time. I might need to go back to the second grade, excuse me. But this story came out at 5.53 p.m. on July 6th. July 6th is today. And this is an exclusive from People.com. Teresa Judice and Melissa Gorga will return. Both will return next season alongside all cast mates. This is an exclusive by Dave Quinn, who was also the author of that great book, um, Not All Diamonds and Rosé. If you are a fan of The Real Housewives, go get you that book. Go listen to that book on Audible. It is really good. So according to this People magazine article, People.com, filming for season 14 of Bravo's Real Housewives of New Jersey will begin this August. And apparently Bravo is sticking to what works when it comes to the Real Housewives of New Jersey, even though uh, it did not work for me. Amid speculation that the upcoming season 14 of the reality show would feature a cash shakeup amid the seemingly endless feud between sister-in-laws Teresa and Melissa, people has learned 
that the network has made return offers to both women as well as the rest of their season 13 co-stars. That means Teresa, that means Melissa, that means Dolores, Margaret, Jennifer, Rachel, Danielle, Jackie, and Jen Fesser will once again be friends of the franchise. No contracts have arrived yet, but filming for season 14 is said to begin in August. Bravo did not offer any comment when asked by people. Lord have mercy. Listen, I think we're all on the same page about this. I've said this many times during recapping Real Housewives of New Jersey. We do not want to watch the same family drama for an 11th year in a row. I am not interested in Teresa and Louie versus Joe and Melissa. We are not interested. And when I say we, I'm talking about me and the viewers of the show. Now, I will say season 13 of Real Housewives of New Jersey proved to be very successful for Bravo. The total viewership was up 10% since season 12. And viewership in the key demo of adults, 18 to 49, was up 16%, according to Variety magazine. That made it the most viewed season overall since season 7 and the top rated season in the demo since 2020. So I know we all have bitched and complained on social media and to our friends about being over the Real Housewives of New Jersey, but uh, Bravo's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Because <laughs> people are watching, whether they're complaining about it or not, people are watching. So I'm wondering if Bravo is using this season, this upcoming season 14 as a test to see if the ladies can mend fences, and maybe if they can't, we will see some Housewives of New Jersey phased out after the season. I don't believe that Bravo's bringing everybody back just to be, you know, just to thumb their nose at the viewers. I don't believe that. I think that they're going to see if the season can work with this cast, and if not, they will make changes for season 15. So we'll see about that. But yeah, that's all the Bravo news I have for you today. And when we return, we're going to get into the Real Housewives of Orange County. Stay here. So we have the Real Housewives of Orange County. This is season 17, episode 5, titled Campfire Confessions. So basically, this conflict continues from last week's episode, you know, where Heather is reading Taylor down like a book. A very nice book, bound in leather. But Heather is reading Taylor down and letting her know you will not thumb your nose at my lackluster acting career when I haven't been anything since the late 1900s, according to Tamara. <laughs> Taylor says that she hasn't shit talked Heather's career and said that Tamara's the one that said Heather hasn't booked anything since the late 1900s. Tamara denies it, but we all saw it. It's like, come on. Let me tell you something. Tamara has no problem with throwing other people under the bus. Tamara has no problem with lying about other people. Tamara has no problem calling out other people and the things that they do. Tamara has no problem with bringing up the secrets of her friends and cast members on the show. But one thing Tamara will not do is own up to the things she does, even if there are receipts. Tamara and Taylor were both taking shots at Heather's acting career. And it, it, it was funny because Heather acts like she's Meryl Streep. She acts like she's Jane Fonda. She acts like she's Judy Dench. She acts like she's Claire Danes out here doing all these acting roles, getting nominated for Emmys, Golden Globes, Oscars. And Heather has done none of those things. The most successful show that Heather Dubrow has been part of is The Real Housewives of Orange County. And I think it's time that Heather accepts that. Yes, you at one point were a working actress, but now you are one of the stars of The Real Housewives of Orange County. And I think, like, in the words of Sutton, I was about to say Sutton Foster, Sutton Strack, 
Let the bone go. Let the bone go. But one thing I will say in this moment, Taylor learned, you better watch what you say around Tamra Judge because she will throw your ass under the bus to create a moment for television. Tamara and Heather talk in the bathroom and Tamara lies about taking digs at Heather's career. And what's baffling to me is like, Heather, you know exactly the kind of person Tamara Judge is. You know exactly what she's capable of. And I feel like it's it's foolish for Heather to assume like, oh, of course, Tamara would never say something or make a dig or like make a nasty comment about my illustrious acting career in the late 1900s. Of course, Tamara would never do that. Heather, wake up. Of course, she would do that to you because Tamara has a job to do and she's trying to keep her job. <laughs> like, come on, Heather. Are you? Heather's like, you know, in the past, me and Tamara have really tried to be supportive of other people's careers. Oh, Tamara's supportive when it's convenient to her. Now, this is, I'm, I'm saying, this is the Tamara I see on the show. Now, I do listen to Tamara and Teddy, Teddy Mellencamp's podcast, Two Teas in the Pod. And like, you know, it seems like Tamara's capable of being a good friend. It just seems like it's best to not be her good friend when you're on the Real Housewives together. Because you will no longer be a friend and she will use the story of your life to create a moment worth talking about on television. So Tamara, Shannon, and Heather are back in the house. Tamara and Shannon are doing what they do, doing what they do very well, getting drunk, fooling around, but not in a not in a sexual way, in a non-sexual way, fooling around. There's, they are not scissor sisters, okay? Heather says in her confessional that she's happy that Tamara and Shannon are friends again, but she hopes that she won't become the odd man out. And... <clears throat> Too late, Heather. You already are the odd man out. Heather does not fit in with this group. Am I the only one that sees this? I can't be the only one that sees this. I was texting with my good friend Jenny earlier today, and I pointed that same thing. Heather does not fit in with this group. Or did Jenny say that Heather doesn't? I think we both agreed that Heather does not fit in with this group. But I believe I was the one that said that... I don't think that Heather has an authentic friend in this group. I don't see hanger. I don't see hanger. Excuse me. I don't see Heather hanging out with these ladies if the cameras aren't rolling. Like it's not. It doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel authentic to me. Heather needs to bring someone from her actual fancy pants circle of friends on this show. Because to me. It feels like Heather is on an island by herself. And it often feels like Heather is on an island by herself. She dealt with the same thing last season. Remember last season, Heather and Gina tried to make it seem like they were becoming besties. And Heather took Gina to New York. And Heather was going to help Gina with her style. Like, Heather needs a lifeline. And Heather needs a friend on the show. An actual friend. And not like a friend in air quotes, because they're on a reality show together. Heather needs a friend. Anytime you need a friend, I will be here. Thank you, Mariah. That was Mariah Carey. (laughs) I know I sound just like her. (laughs) So we get to the next scene, and we are in the cabin of Gina, Jen, and Taylor. The girls are chit chilling in their cabin, um, talking. They're sitting on the couch, maybe the living room area. And Jen questions Tamara's behavior back at the saloon. Tamara, uh, not Tamara, sorry. Taylor feels like she and Tamara have a tighter bond than what Tamara just displayed in the last scene. Um, Taylor, I'm sorry you had to uh, come to this realization like this. But you need to think again. Just because you got along well with Tamara on Girls Trip, season two at Dorinda's house, Bluestone Manor, does not mean that Tamara is going to carry that friendship onto the Real Housewives. Because at the end of the day, Tamara got her job back. 
and you're simply just collateral damage and what Tamara feels like she needs to do to make a TV moment. <laughs> I love how Taylor thought, well, we had a good time on Girls Trip. I thought we would be good now. No, I thought we would be good now. I'm sorry, I didn't complete my statement. But no, Taylor. No, 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 no. <laughs> Think again, girl. <laughs> Think again. Tamara's going to do what has to be done. And it's best that you learn this lesson now. Watch what you say around Tamara Judge. Because she will use it against you. So we jump back to the cabin. That was not a fart. If you heard something, that was like my skin rubbing on. <laughs> that was not a fart. That was my skin rubbing on my desk as I record. So we jump back to the cabin with Heather, Tamara, and Shannon. And the discussion of Jen and her relationship with Ryan comes up again. I'm going to need these ladies to let the bone go when it comes to Jen and her affair and her relationship with Ryan. I do not care. I do not care. But Tamara reveals to Heather and Shannon that Ryan has cheated on Jen. Tamara also reveals that her friend Heather said that when Ryan first walked into Tamara and Eddie's gym, Cut Fitness, that's the gym that we saw closed down maybe two episodes ago, two episodes ago, (laughs) where did that accent come from? Tamara reveals that her friend Heather said that Ryan walked into Cut Fitness and said that he was going to fuck Tamara. Sorry for the language, Mom. Sorry for the language, but this is in quotes, okay? This is journalism, Mother. My question is, is Tamara actually friends with Jen? Because to me, it feels like Tamara brought Jen on the show to use her personal life to exploit. Like Tamara got hired back and was like, who do I know with a messy life? that I could bring on and exploit because it would be great television. And Tamara was like, ding, 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 ding. Let me call up my girlfriend, Jen. Hey, Jen. Uh, So what do you think about being brought onto the Real Housewives of Orange County? Because I think that she would be perfect for the show. And Jen's like, oh, my gosh. I never really thought I would be on the Real Housewives. Let me try this out. And meanwhile... Tamara's plotting, like, ooh, I'm about to get her good. She has no idea what's about to hit her. So, yes, I know I just went on a tangent right there, but I do believe that Tamara purposely brought Jen on the show to reveal the secrets of her life for the purpose of the show. I'm sorry. I'm sticking to my opinion on that. So we jump back to the cabin with Jen, which was a very... uh, uh, a questionable moment, a moment where uh, everyone's red flag should stand tall and wave in the wind. So Jen FaceTimes Ryan, her boyfriend, the boyfriend that has been the topic of many conversations in the in this group about, about the fact that he participated in an affair with Jen, also about the fact that he's a serial cheater and he's known as a serial cheater around town. Um, Jen FaceTimes Ryan... And it's pitch black. And Jen's like, well, why won't you turn on the light? And, like, Ryan's like, I want to keep the lights off. I'm sorry. I feel like anytime you FaceTime someone and it's dark, you turn the lights on. There's been plenty of times where I've been in the bed. It's been 9, 10, 10.30 at night. I'm maybe watching TV It's nighttime, of course. It's dark outside. And a friend has FaceTimed me while I'm in bed and the lights are off. And, you know, you know, I am black, African-American, chocolate skin. So, you know, if the light is off, you can't see me unless the light is on. So I will turn on the light as a courtesy to that friend who has FaceTimed me. Because I want you to know that you are not talking to Casper the ghost. Or I want you to know that I'm not doing anything weird while you FaceTime me. Like, I'm not naked or anything. I'm just chilling in the bed. So I find it very questionable that Ryan would FaceTime his girlfriend with the lights off. I find it questionable. But moving right along. So we jump to some outdoor scenes with the ladies, you know, um, Heather, Gina, and I believe Jen. 
are shoveling shit. <laughs> Gina mentions that she feels like Tamara was shit-talking Heather's acting career. And Gina is confused why Heather would think Tamara's not capable of talking shit and lying about it when the record shows Tamara does that very well. It's actually what she's known for. I agree with Gina. So then we get to lunch with Gina, Jen, and Heather. And Gina mentions that she's happy that she got to bunk with Jen on this trip because she's gotten to know Jen beyond her infidelity with Ryan. Excuse me, I had to burp. Gina admits that she's been struggling (laughs) with Jen's affair. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? Gina saying that she's been struck. Well, I don't know if Gina said she's been struggling, but we have seen that Gina has been struggling with Jen's affair, which has nothing to do with Gina. And what I love that new housewife Jen says is, I'm sorry, it's not my job to try to make you feel good about her affair. And I don't believe that Jen is trying to explain away her affair. I don't believe that uh, Jen is trying to make light of her affair. Jen has explained many times, too many times, why there was an affair. She was not emotionally fulfilled in her marriage. Basically, they were already separated. Her husband was living another life, dating other women. And Jen's like, well, I got to do it for me too. And here's this man, Ryan. So I agree Jen, it is not your job to make Gina feel good about your affair. What I'm questioning is, why is Gina making such a big deal about Jen's affair for literally the past five episodes? Like, literally for the past five episodes, Gina has mentioned the fact that Jen's affair triggers her. What I would like to know is, uh, why is Gina sober? Now, I know Gina mentioned in the first episode that she is California sober, that she has given up drinking. Um, But my question is, usually when a person decides, when a person makes the decision to live a sober life, even if it is California sober, it is for a reason. Like for me in the month of March for six weeks, I did like uh, this weight loss thing where I was not allowed to have alcohol for uh, six weeks. So I did not, other than certain occasions, because I had a lot of friends' birthdays in March, including my own, most of the time I did not drink alcohol. But it was for a reason, because it was to lose weight. So I'm not saying that Gina's trying to hide anything. I'm just saying that usually someone who has regularly, 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 (laughs) excuse me, uh, regularly drank alcohol in the past, when one decides to now be sober, usually there's a reason. Maybe you uh, got hammered one night and ran into the door. Maybe you were hammered one night and you fell down the stairs. Maybe you were hammered one night and you went off on your boyfriend and he thought you were crazy and he threatened to leave you if you didn't get your act together. I'm just throwing out scenarios. Maybe you had a D, D, I was about to say DVR. Maybe you had a DUI in the past and you maybe felt like drinking does not bring the best side out in you. And maybe... Smoking weed does. You know, there's a reason why Gina is sober. And I think that Gina is using Jen's affair as a scapegoat to not share what she's actually going through. That's how I feel. No one decides to be sober for a reason. For no reason, I'm sorry. Something happened that we're not being told. But then Gina does what a housewife does. And she lets Jen know that Tamara has been leading on that there's more about her affair, Jen's affair, and her relationship with Ryan that she's not telling. And Heather co-signs with Gina. Jenna's like, why would my friend Tamara say that I have a strange relationship with the truth? That's because she's not your friend, girl. That's why Tamara is not your friend. And like I said... 
before, just a couple of minutes ago, Tamara used what she knew about Jen's life to bring her onto the show to exploit the skeletons in Jen's closet for the show. Period. Dot. And even though it's weird that Gina is making Jen's affair about her, Jen appreciates Gina for sharing how it makes her uncomfortable and how Tamara is basically a snake in the grass. So shout out to Gina, because even though Gina's not really giving a story this season and using Jen's story as her own story, Gina has not been afraid to call people out. And to bring things up and let people know, hey, this person has said this about you. Let them know, girl. Let them know. So we jump to the last part of this episode and the ladies are going camp, camping. Sorry. The ladies are going camping. (laughs) Tamara calls the ladies uh, in the other house, I believe via FaceTime. And you see the lights were on because they had nothing to hide. And Tamara calls the ladies and lets them know that they need to pack a bag. Tamara and Shannon have a heart to heart. And Shannon lets Tamara know that although she loves Tamara, And although she is having a great time on this trip with Tamara, she is proceeding with caution because of the things Tamara has said about her in the press. Uh, Yes, Shannon, please proceed with caution. It's very smart of you. Probably one of the smartest decisions I've seen you make on this show. Proceed with caution when it comes to Tamara Judge. Proceed with caution. I think that's a Mariah Carey song, if I'm not mistaken. I think I've I've sang two Mariah Carey songs today. That's a record. (laughs) Shout out to Mimi. The elusive Chanteuse. But like I said, Shannon needs to watch her back. But I do do feel like in this conversation, um, I do feel like there was a genuine apology from Tamara. I felt the apology, even though Tamara has kind of apologized before, but I understand that maybe Shannon needed some reassurance that we're back to our old ways. Uh, And when I say old ways, you know, uh, two of the Trace Amigas, because if you don't know, the Trace Amigas is Shannon, Vicky, and Tamara. And of course, Vicky Gumbelson is not on the show, even though she did make guest appearances this season. So Shannon is just trying to make sure, like, okay, uh, Tamara, we've had a good time. We've gotten drunk. We've gotten into our drunken antics like we usually do on the show. I just want to make sure that we are good and you're not going to, like, stab me in my back again. So I think Shannon got what she needed from Tamara. I think. (laughs) I think. So then we get to the campsite. Uh, Tamara mentions that she she never badmouthed Heather's acting career and that Gina was the one that told Heather that. Tamara questions why Gina is getting involved and why is Gina trying to stab Tamara in the back? Tamara asks Gina that question. Uh, Tamara, you're deflecting. You're the one stabbing people in the back. You're the one that shit-talks Shannon After you got fired from the Real Housewives of Orange County, you're the one that brought your friend Jen on the show and revealed things that you knew about her personal life for the purpose of the show. You're the one that threw Taylor, your friend Taylor, that you brought on the show under the bus after bringing up Heather's IMDB page. And now Tamara's upset at Gina feeling like Gina's stabbing Tamara in the back. Sorry, Tamara, don't deflect. You're the backstabber. You're doing all the messy stuff. You're the one stirring the pot. Don't try to deflect and throw this at Gina. Gina's doing what she's supposed to do. She's mentioning it. Mentioning it. Mentioning it. And I like the fact that Gina's not afraid to call it out. Gina saw your cards, Tamara, and she revealed them. And that's why you're upset. And then Jen questions why Tamara has been using info about her relationship to stir the pot. Tamara says she caught Jen and Ryan screwing in the parking lot. Damn, Tamara, you can't keep anything to yourself, can you? (laughs) Tamara's like, mention it all. Let me mention it. 
But then poor, poor little Gina has to walk away because she, she just can't do it. She can't do it. Because Gina is triggered by Jen's affair. But Shannon makes a great point. Thank you, Shannon. Shout out to Shannon Storms Bedore, who's in a better place in her life, apparently. It's obvious. But Shannon's like, um, if I'm okay with hearing about Jen's affair, then why is Gina having a meltdown in a freaking dune buggy about Jen's affair? Like, let's remember, we actually, like, saw this play out on the Real Housewives of Orange County when David Bedore had an affair on Shannon. And, like, Shannon and David went to couples therapy and they got their vows renewed and still ended up getting a divorce. And then we saw Shannon deal with the aftermath of the divorce and her gaining weight and her trying to get money from David and all this stuff. And Gina's the one that's triggered by Jen's affair. So I believe that Shannon Storms Bedore made a very valid point. Why is Gina doing all of this? Why is she having a meltdown about Jen's affair? And then also Tamara reveals that Ryan sent her friend Heather a dick pic. And Jen, who did not convince me very well, was like, well, that that was just, that was a mistake. Like, it was, it was like a group text and he selected, like, the wrong name. Mmm. Mmm. Jen, I, I don't know about that girl. I'm not believing you. When it comes to that girl. And then Jen's like, yeah, I mean, I hope Ryan's not cheating on me. Um, instead of hoping he's not cheating on you, I, Jen, uh, this is my hope for you in the future, is that you are sure your boyfriend, Ryan, is not cheating on you. Not you hope. I want you to say, you know for a fact. That he is not. Because, again, you let us know last week that your man Ryan is out in these streets and is well known as a serial cheater. So we have no choice but to uh, question some things and look at you with a squinty eye when you say, I hope he's not cheating on me. Because I would hope if you were with a man who has told you himself that he is a serial cheater, that you have the passwords to everything. Everything. But one thing we know about watching these shows on Bravo, especially The Real Housewives of Atlanta, I mean, not Atlanta, The Real Housewives of everything, of every place, is we will find out. Because if there is a girl in California who has... uh, hooked up with Ryan, we'll hear about it sooner rather than later. But I want to mention Gina again, who's breaking down in the dune buggy and Heather is consoling her. There's something more going on with Gina and she's not talking about it. It has to be more than Jen's affair is triggering her. So my question is, because we see Heather say, like, I'm afraid if Gina keeps on making a big deal about Jen's affair, that Travis might feel like Gina is still hung up about the affair involving Gina's ex-husband, which was years ago. Gina's been on the show for like four or five seasons now. And we found out about this, what, Gina's first season? So my question is, What did Travis do? Did Travis cheat? What's this really about, Gina? We all should have that question. I have that question. Nobody else is asking that question. Because right right now, it's becoming clear, very clear to me that this issue that Gina has with Jen's affair, it's not about the affair. There's something going on at home that's not being talked about. And I don't know if this also has to do with Gina uh, 
being sober, California sober, I swear last year or several months ago, maybe before filming of the show of this current season of The Real Housewives of Orange County or or maybe during this season of filming, I swear there was a news article about Gina and her boyfriend getting into a domestic dispute, allegedly, or something, something happened where, like, maybe Gina hit Travis. Something, so, I, I'm going to have to find the story. I know I should have probably thought about that before I recorded this podcast, but it's now just coming back to me, and I will report back for the next episode, okay? I promise you that. I will report back. Well, that's today's episode of Bravo Tea with Jared B. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I'm happy to be back, and I'm going to be more active on social media. Uh, so don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram at Bravo Tea with Jared B. You can also follow me on Threads. You can follow the podcast on Threads. I guess we are canceling Twitter and we are moving on to Threads. So yes, you can also follow Bravo Tea with Jared B on Threads. You can see the Thread account in the bio for the podcast account on Instagram. And if you are on Twitter, you can also follow us at Bravo Tea with JB on the Twitter. That's the Twitter Um, continue to like continue to subscribe continue to share the podcast with your friends, your family members, your co-workers again, I greatly appreciate the support we have another episode for you coming next Wednesday and I believe uh, Crappy Lake, Sonia and uh, Luann's show premieres on Sunday, as well as Real Housewives of Atlanta is back on Sunday. So next week, I believe we're going to have three shows to talk about. The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Crappy Lake with Sonia and Luann, and the Real Housewives of Orange County. And then the week after that, we have the season 14 premiere of the Real Housewives of New York. So Sundays are going to be stacked. Eight is going to be the Real Housewives of Atlanta, Eastern Standard Time. I believe nine is going to be the Real Housewives of New York, season 14. And 10 is going to be the return to Crappy Lake with Sonia and Luann. So I'm excited. We had a little slump, a little a downturn, a little lull in the content for Bravo, but things are picking right up. And again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Be safe. And until next time, that's all the Bravo tea I have for you. Peace out. Peace out.